Good afternoon, and welcome to Citizen K, a weekly current affairs program featuring in-depth interviews and perspectives. I'm Kareem Mosna. This week on Citizen K. Some of these composers, I, I say their work stacks up with the best from classical composers, so they're severely underrated. And I think it's nice to be able to expose an audience to this great music that uh, maybe has gone underappreciated for too long. Chances are, if you're listening to us here at CFRC, you're probably a fan of various genres of music. But here's a genre we don't often think about. Video game music. Yes, you know, the music you hear while engrossed in Final Fantasy, Zelda, perhaps a more nostalgic game like Mario. Well, now imagine this music performed by a full symphony orchestra. Coming up later on the show, I speak with Kingston Symphony manager Andrea Houghton and communications coordinator Lucas Murphy about a show coming up at the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts this Saturday. But first, this past week, CFRC presented the Shortwave Theatre Festival, a series of original shows from Kingston-affiliated playwrights, directors, sound designers, and actors. Really, in a way, it's taking radio back to its roots. In the days before television, we think of sentimental images of families gathering around the radio to go on a journey. Sometimes it's referred to as theater of the mind. This past Saturday night, I caught Late Nights with Mark C. He uh, curated his own uh, radio station, really. created his own fictional station and uh, really put together a fascinating experience with poetry, music, and input from callers on the theme of walls. I like that idea. Radio is an experience. Now, another show I managed to catch was Half Past Lunchtime. And I had a chance to not only hear the show, but I also got to visit the area that uh, really inspired uh, a, a good section of, of the plot and of the story. As playwright, composer, and performer, Haley Sarfeld invited me to the area surrounding Friendship Park, which, as we'll learn in my conversation with Haley, was a major point of inspiration for the production. And we'll also learn about some adversity that happened uh, in her own life that also served as a uh, point of inspiration and a source of creativity. Lots to take away from this conversation with Haley Sarfelt here on CFRC. This is Citizen K. Let's start a bit about half past lunchtime. So, uh, told from the point of view of a, I want to know how to pronounce this term, uh, flouter? Flaneur. Uh, yeah, the word flaneur is kind of superfluous to it. I was in an English grad course, or not grad course, an English uh, upper year course a few years ago. I learned about the flaneur. It's like this concept um, of like an idle wanderer who goes through a place and has nowhere specific to be and no particular responsibilities. And then I used that in the description just because I liked the alliteration of feline flaneur. Um, and then lo and behold, in the meantime, uh, ideas on CBC did a whole episode about the finale. So I was like, oh, sweet. I don't sound pretentious. I just sound like I'm in the moment. Um, so, yeah, that was... Um, but yeah, basically just like an idle kind of wanderer. Love it. And that's definitely the feel that uh, one gets from listening, uh, sort of wandering and different people sort of come into the picture. Uh, I'd love to know some, maybe some, was there some inspiration for some of the characters uh, that uh, that this flaneur comes into contact with? So I feel like it can get kind of tricky talking about 
writing when you're basing things from some real life experience. And I, I don't like the way that writers sometimes get pigeonholed as like, oh, you're, you wrote this character based on this person or this is based on yourself. And I'm like, it's all me. None of it is me. Everything. Um, so I guess definitely there are certain conversations and certain interactions that are reminiscent of things that I've had happen in my life or with my friends or in this kind of neighborhood, but then also drawing from like stuff my mom says or like just kind of all, all over the place. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I wanted to depict a few different sort of... Um, the way that I think about the play is like there's... It's kind of like this neighborhood where there's all these kind of like weird angled intersections and you've got these people going... Um, in and out of each other's lives and all of the characters are dealing with a lot of isolation and a lot of grief from like a brain injury and the disability that that uh, creates and from you know widowhood or even just like going through the grief of gardening and there's bugs all over your plants um and I guess kind of I just wanted to sort of see the way like when people bump up against each other in those moments of grieving and kind of have some relief from it and definitely that that connection of nature is something that really struck out to me as a listener. Uh, and I also understand that we're in the neighborhood that really gave you, um, perhaps you could say, the base for your story. I mean, we're just up the road from Friendship Park. Tell me about that connection. Yeah, so um, I, well, now I live a little north of here, but I've lived in this neighborhood and around it for a few years. And um, I guess there's a lot of, gardening, a lot of food sharing, like the Mutual Aid Cataraqui Kingston, uh, what are they called? Um, free, really, really free veggie markets um, yeah. happen in this neighborhood and other neighborhoods around. And there's just kind of like a big sense of of connection in that community. And also we're kind of near uh, Bell Park where there have been um, events by the Bell Park Project. Um, this year we had... There was a bioblitz where people take the app iNaturalist and collect data to kind of show how much life there is in these places that are kind of under threat by developers. Mm -hmm. So all, all of that kind of weaves together. And um, I would be remiss not to credit the McBurney Park neighborhood Facebook group as well, um, which uh, McBurney Park is the name of Skeleton Park, which is the park that we have an arts festival named after, uh, close to here, just like that way, uh, which would definitely be noisier to record an interview in. But um, that Facebook group is always like everyday active with people saying, hey, I bought this uh, sunflower butter that my kids didn't like, who wants the rest of the container? Or um, like there's free this and that on this and that street. And also I found this cat. This cat walked into my house um, and some pretty vicious debates have arisen on outdoor cats that I think kind of everybody taking like positions in a very strong way on a very complicated issue. So I kind of wanted to like both celebrate the kind of way that that community can, yeah, just kind of like bump up against each other and then also like not take it too seriously but always sort of take it lovingly and, and kind of represent that world. Well, the next thing I'd like to get into is the, the music, as, uh, you know, the, the, the storyline just merges so seamlessly into a song. And I understand uh, you wrote and sang uh, throughout, throughout the production. Yeah, I also played the guitar, piano, and melodica, and some little egg shakers, as well as, I think... Uh, 
a yogurt container tambourine thing that my housemate made in teacher's college. Oh, pure creativity right there. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, um, it was a really fun kind of project because I, this was my first time really having to perform everything by myself. Um, and typically I've been like, well, I'm a vocalist, but I'm not that good at instruments. So then I've had, like in bands I've been in, in the past or with my partner, um, I've really like let other people's uh, instrumental music like kind of say, well, I- I'm not as good as you, so why don't you take over? And um, I found that being forced to deal with, you know, I actually can kind of play some instruments and or, uh, for example, the Fruit Belt Blues arrangement is completely vocal and I was like well I can sing four of me could sing at once that's something um yeah it was kind of like a neat opportunity to completely DIY or I guess DIM do it myself so tell me about how this this got to the shortwave festival uh and uh, and on the CFRC airwaves so in 2019 my friend uh, Risha Andrade had reached out to me because she wrote a play for the first shortwave festival um called A Strong Girl and it's this like beautiful like also set in Kingston like lesbian ghost Victorian drama and she was saying uh like I have this script it's going to be produced um I really would like there to be a song in it and um she had heard me sing and write some songs in one of my earlier projects uh Safety Calf um which is all about like kind of like queer love and sentimentality and so she um yeah she asked me to write a song for that um and so I worked with the script and wrote a little song called Red and Winsome and that ended up sneaking its way into a strong girl at the very end and then when I saw the call for play applications come around for the I guess in 2021 last year um I thought hey if Risha can write a play I can write a play hey if I can sing on the radio I hmm, I could I could do something and then um at that point I had been writing a lot of music just from experiences like picking a hundred dandelion heads to make syrup or uh being very frustrated in a kind of very theatrical way with some cucumber beetles and I thought like oh this doesn't really feel like I don't know indie singer songwriter EP material but it feels very musical theatery which is I guess the way that I tend so then I thought okay how could I kind of concept albumy musically put this together and then I was scrolling on Facebook and I was thinking about the neighborhood and cats and everything and that all kind of transpired into sewing those those scenes together and uh, tell me about your experience working with the cast um so it was very fun listening to the auditions uh some of them I was able to sit in on and then um yeah it was just really neat like the variety of talented people who came in and I was especially just totally in love immediately with um Elizabeth's voice uh she plays I I didn't name any of the characters she plays they they were alphabetized she plays D the widow um who just captured this this tone of this character so beautifully um yeah so we mostly rehearsed we had a couple of zoom meetings with the director Anthony um where we read through it and then um those of us who were able to make it got together to do the recording i ended up acting too which is also something i was i was kind of nervous for so they they cast me as the most nervous character and i'm the person who goes and says hi i made a pie with the sour cherries it's a pie is it a christmas a crumble um and yeah so so we kind of all recorded together and it was really lovely and really um 
like it felt very natural and um, a lot of almost everybody was involved with other shortwave projects like Shannon who plays F the the cucumber beetle character uh, is the playwright for Garden of Edith which also has some overlapping themes with this play that I thought was really interesting like it guess when the world shuts down and you're sitting in your garden that's what you end up writing some very thematically similar things Um, and Billy Kearns played uh, E, the concussed character, and she also plays Magellan in uh, the Soundcastle sequels. Um, And then we ended up bringing in the festival director, Mariah Horner, to play the flirty dandelion character, and and Becky, the director, Becky Bridger, the director of um, Soundcastle, ended up playing the person who's trying to flirt with the flirty dandelion character. So so we just kind of had all this, this kind of really beautiful overlap between the cast and crew getting to be each other's casts and crews in other contexts. And what would you say that you, uh, you know, was sort of making that transition into radio theater, what would you say that you learned from this experience? Um, I guess it kind of reminds me, so this is going to sound a bit out there maybe, but that's okay. Um, it feels very similar to kind of preserving food in this way where, like, it was this year-long process, well, more than year-long process if you're counting the music writing, where, um, you know, like, kind of gathering up music, writing writing these lines, and then the way that it was all recorded, I think, by June, and shortly thereafter, I had separately sent in the files for the music I had arranged and recorded, and then... I didn't see it again. It was like pickles. Like it was like I, I sent it off to the the sound designer to to fill the jars with brine and uh, dill and herbs and whatever garlic. Uh, always garlic. Um, and yeah, I guess it was just this like kind of long process in which it like uh, fermented, soaked. I don't know. Like became itself in different stages, and it's it's kind of neat tuning into the radio or, or playing it as a podcast, and it's this kind of preserved moment I thought you're preserving that experience yeah yeah well huh. there's a line in the song strawberry brain which was the first song I wrote after I had had a concussion um, that's about like the whole idea is like like preserve all my thoughts for later use I'm under sweet sedation and it was this kind of thing where when I was initially experiencing concussion concussion symptoms mm-hmm. part of me was thinking man like I this is such like good creative fodder but I am so mentally and emotionally and physically broken and and just kind of writing down these little little lines about like I have a strawberry brain my brain's like a bruised strawberry that that sort of turns into something far later on um yeah yeah the preserving thing is Neat. I guess in an experience like a concussion, I mean, it, like you said, like it, it, it was a, cr- a source of creative inspiration. Yeah, well, and it was also very much a source of, I think, uh, humility to the universe, if that's not too broad sounding, because I had to, like, I was very much a person who relied on my ability to think quickly and speak quickly, and I was performing a lot in my band at the time, and I kind of thought, okay, I, I got bumped on the head. Maybe I'll cancel next week's gigs, and then the week after I'll go and put earplugs in and still play at the mansion. And that was not a good idea. Um, but there were moments going through the time where I was pretty disabled by my concussion, where I had to figure out how to value myself 
just as a thing that is alive and in a capacity beyond um, what I could provide or like who could find me impressive or, um, you know, even my connection to music and to writing was really stilted there. And so I had to just appreciate being like a living organism on the planet because otherwise I didn't feel like I wanted to be alive and that's no good. Um, so I think maybe that also connects to the matter of uh, connection to nature that like I really kind of got this deep sense of being just part of everything in the same way a, a strawberry or a bug or a cucumber is um, yeah and, and, and sort of letting go of the need to be smart or able as like my center as a person well half past lunchtime uh, can be uh streamed on the cfrc website it's now up on the podcast there so uh thank you very much Haley, for joining me to talk about your production thank you and um yeah thank you for joining me at the intersection of plum and cherry and plum and cherry and chestnut we're at the uh the pentagram of jam in the fruit belt and uh yeah thank you amazing that was my conversation with playwright and composer Haley sarfelt her production, Half Past Lunchtime, aired here on CFRC as part of the Shortwave Theatre Festival last week. And if you missed any part of the Shortwave Theatre Festival, simply go to podcast.cfrc.ca and select the Shortwave Theatre Festival to uh, experience it once again. You're listening to Citizen K on CFRC 101.9 FM, cfrc.ca, and on podcast. I'm Kareem Mosna. For the first time, the Kingston Symphony will perform favorites from video games. Score, the art of video game music, will be at the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts this Saturday night, starting at 7.30. To learn more about this production, I spoke with Symphony General Manager Andrea Houghton and Communications Coordinator Lucas Murphy here on CFRC. Joining me today, we have Lucas Murphy, Communications Coordinator with the Kingston Symphony as well as the general manager of the Kingston Symphony, uh, Andrea Houghton, joining us. Uh, thank you very much, both of you, for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So coming up, Saturday, November 12th, SCORE, uh, the art of video game music. So where did the inspiration come uh, to put together a concert focusing on video game music? I can tell you a little bit more. Um, uh, we... Um, it's sort of been a year or so, probably more than that, especially with the pandemic. <laughs> um, but um, Evan Mitchell, our music director, um, had been in touch with a colleague at the Kitchener-Waterloo Symphony who had heard about this video game show that um, a Swedish video game um, producer, a concert producer, Ovar Sapström, um, was uh, doing and um he got really excited about it. Evan is an avid gamer as well as a conductor. So um, we were really excited about the opportunity of maybe bringing something like this to Kingston. Um, and we, so we partnered with the Kitchener-Waterloo Symphony as well. So uh, Evan will be conducting the same concert that's coming to Kingston on Wednesday evening, and then it will come to Kingston on um, and be performed with our orchestra on Saturday evening. So something very different than what we've uh, we normally do and so that's uh, another reason why we wanted to do it just to try and engage new people um, uh, welcome new people into our audience thanks Andrea so 
when we talk about doing something new in this regard, um, it, 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 I've attended a concert in the past that, that kind of uh, incorporated video game music as well as other uh, film soundtracks. And really, well, I was surprised uh, as an audience member how the scores translate so well uh, in, into a symphony setting. Um, some fantastic music that's written um, has been written for uh, video games and uh, often you don't realize um, a lot of you know orchestral works that type of thing that uh, is being composed it's sort of you know on par with a lot of the film uh, music that's being done and has been done um, so it's really exciting to be able to um, focus on the music rather than you know just the game so it'll be uh, really interesting to sort of bring that to life. Uh, our, I know our orchestra members are working hard on it. It's tough music too, <laughs> so um, but lots of fun to be able to perform. You brought up uh, Swedish pr uh, producer Ovar uh, Safström. Uh, tell me a, a bit more about, so I understand, so this is, is this was sort of a, a follow-up to uh, what happened in Kitchener? Um, actually, um, they're, they're presenting the concert. So we're both bringing Ovar, he's from Sweden, so we're bringing him um, to host the shows, um, and, and uh, so he'll be here uh, talking more about the um, the games and the music behind them. Um, he's done a lot of um, uh, concert production, um, specifically with video games. He's done um, a show called Joystick and Settings and um, Score, which is the one we are um, presenting. So he. Um, has done a lot, um, you know, thousands and thousands of people have attended these, especially in Europe. So it's exciting to be able to bring, bring them here. And these are definitely some names that people will recognize. Uh, Mario, Zelda, Final Fantasy, perhaps I'll, uh, I'll ask Lucas a bit, a bit more um, with, with regards to, you know, perhaps, you know, someone saying, hey, you know, I, I, I love playing these games or these were a part of, of growing up for me. Um, you know, what, what, what could uh, a gamer expect uh, out of a show like this? I think you're going to get something from every era in gaming history. You know, we've got uh, material from the Nintendo Entertainment System, uh, Super Nintendo, PlayStation, basically some of the biggest hits, some of the biggest names in gaming history, Mario, Zelda, uh, Final Fantasy, which is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, so you're going to see some really interesting music here and covered in, uh, you know, a format you're maybe not used to. You're used to hearing bleeps and bloops and chip tune, but <laughs> now it's the full orchestra. So it's, it's going to be exciting. And I would imagine even for someone maybe who's more of a casual gamer, maybe who isn't a gamer, maybe they might um, develop develop a, a newfound appreciation for uh, for for all, all the uh, the composition that goes that goes into creating the experience of these games. Absolutely, I mean some of these composers, I I say their work stacks up with the best from classical composers. So they are severely underrated, and I think it's nice to be able to expose an audience to this great music that uh, maybe has gone underappreciated for too long. Well, there's even uh, courses you can take, uh, you know, college or even at university level for uh, composition uh, for, for for this. So this is certainly also um, something that ha has been a growing industry. Absolutely, and uh, 
I think actually um, our conductor, Evan, he's um, doing a talk at Queen's, um, or will have done it um, before the concert. Uh, there is a video game course on video game music um, at the university. So um, definitely an interest uh, that many people have. And I know I'm not... Uh, Definitely not a gamer. I've played a couple of games, but nothing uh, like uh, Lucas and Evan. And uh, but I'm really excited about um, the program and, and hearing the music that the orchestra will be performing. So. Amazing. So this is uh, scheduled Saturday, November 12, 7:30 at the Isabel Bader Center. Uh, what's the best way for, for people if they want to learn more or, or look at even um, you know get, getting some tickets? What, what, what's the best uh, uh, way to do that? Uh, I think um, if you uh, wanted to visit our website, kingstonsymphony.ca, we have information about the concert as well as a link to purchase tickets. Um, and uh, there's still some availability, but uh, we're, um, they are uh, going quickly. So if, if people are interested, they should uh, go online. And then um, the tickets are also available by phone or in person through the Grand Theatre box office. Mm -hmm. Is this the first time that the uh, symphony has put on something like this? Yes, it is. Yeah, um, we've done um, concerts featuring um, music from various movies and films, um, but uh, this is definitely something um, uh, new for us, for sure, in terms of video game music. Uh, I also understand there are discounted tickets uh, for students and children as well. That's right. Um, so student tickets range in price depending on you where, where you sit in the... Um, in the hall, um, anywhere from fifteen to twenty-five dollars, and then uh, children twelve and under are ten dollars each. Excellent, and I believe it's up to about fifty dollars for an adult ticket as well. That's right. Yes, yes, yeah. But we have a range there as well, so um, you know, sort of twenty-seven to fifty. So um, hopefully, a price point for everyone that wants to come. Great, Andrea Lucas. Thank you very much uh, for joining me to talk about score, the art of video game music. Well, thank thanks for having us. That was my conversation with Kingston Symphony General Manager Andrea Houghton and Communications Coordinator Lucas Murphy telling us about SCORE, the art of video game music, coming up this Saturday night, 7.30 at the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts. And that's all for Citizen K this week. Citizen K was produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at Queen's University. CFRC 101.9 FM broadcasts from Kingston, Ontario on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. Thank you for listening. I'm Kareem Mosna.